Hello, I'm here today with uh, Dr. Lara Kavanaugh, MD, who is a pediatrician in Florida and a friend of mine because she is also a certified life coach. Um, you can find her actually at lifecoachingbylara.com. Um, so Lara is here today uh, to talk about eating. She was a NCAA division one basketball player um, back in the day in college. And there were, they had weekly weigh-ins and it really affected how, how she felt about food then and, and continued then into her later adulthood. So thanks for being here, Lara. Oh, thanks, Heather. Thanks. It's a great honor to be here on your podcast. Um, I appreciate you reaching out to me. Uh, yeah. Um, so I went to a um, college um, for basketball, played division one basketball. And, um, you know, you're starting college, you're sort of like a little bit insecure anyway about yourself, because you're just meeting new people, you're starting to like, just figure out who you are. I mean, you're only 18 years old. Yeah. Um, and I was a little bit uncomfortable to begin with because I was like six feet tall and so I didn't quite fit into like the bikini like industrial complex whatever they call that but I wasn't like that you know five foot seven perfect body and so I was always taller and a little bit different and pretty quiet and so you put that into um, the pot and you put that over to the college sports so we would, we would obviously with that, we were intense with all our workouts and we, yeah. for preseason, we would do a lot of running and then we would do a lot of weights. And when season started, we would have to do weigh-ins, um, once a week. And normally, um, they started on a Monday. Imagine that, like, you know, you have your weekend where you go and you eat whatever you want. And then boom, Monday hits. Oh man, we got it way in. So what that set up for me was restrictive eating. So basically whenever I knew I was having a weigh in, I wouldn't eat all day, which is not good for somebody who is trying to go to school and then go, go to your, um, practice or game. Um, and so what happened, what would happen is we would restrict eat and we would get on the scale and it was hidden from everybody. It was just, I could see and the coach could see, yeah. and then he would put it down on a piece of paper or his little notebook. And then I was humiliated, like either way, like I would think like, oh, I've gained a pound or two pounds or I lost. And you have to understand, like, we're trying to build muscle here. Yeah. And so, so then after that, we would go to practice and then binge eat for dinner because you're so hungry because you're restricted. So it set up a very disordered eating pattern. And then did he give you a reason for doing the weigh-ins? Well, no, we just wanted to make sure we were in shape. Okay. So I'm not really sure how we measured that. Yeah. And would you say that a lot of the young women on the team did the same thing? Like Monday was no eat day and. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think that, um, some of the girls probably did, um, but we were in class and stuff. So I really didn't know what, where they were eating and what they were, what they were doing, um, before that started, but this was just my own personal experience. I mean, to sit on a scale in front of somebody, to do it yourself, you're already judging yourself. And then to do it in front of somebody and have them write it on a piece of paper. I don't even know, like, I didn't know what would happen uh, if what it meant, but I just meant, it meant to me that I'm not good enough. Um, I'm way too much. Um, this is not, this is not great. And so then you go into the sort of good food, bad food. Like, I can't eat this. 
but I can eat this. So you would eat the next day, salad, 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 and like, and then still have some restrictive patterns. So it sort of just carried over. And the interesting part of it was uh, later on, um, he started just doing surprise weigh-ins. So then we wouldn't know what day it was. Oh gosh. So then you're like, well, should I restrict my eating today and, and, or not? And so it got into the, a lot of this mind chatter, which is really not good for anyone, um, especially around food. Um, did you guys talk about this with each other at all about the, no, I think, I think for me personally, I was so embarrassed. Gotcha. We weighed in like, it was such an embarrassing thing. Like, you know, I, I was taller, I was bigger. Um, yeah, I was never like obese, but I was a big woman and we had some girls on the team that were smaller, five, seven, five, eight. And, um, so they were always, their weight would always be less. I was always going to be like, there was three of us that were like six feet taller or taller. And we were always going to be heavier than everybody else. So it was very embarrassing. So that there was no chatter. I was very quiet about that. I never shared that with anybody. It's funny too, though, because if you think about a basketball team, I also played basketball, not at that level, but you have the, the shorter people who are smaller and dribble around. And then you have the people that are underneath the basket. And if, I mean, it's perfectly normal that someone who's over 60 would, I'm sorry, over six feet would weigh more than someone who's five, seven, right? I mean, that's, that would be a normal thing. It, it is a normal thing, yeah. yeah. but to be, uh, but for me, I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. So yeah. I did not feel comfortable the way I looked, the way I felt about myself. Yeah. And I compared myself to others. Right. Sure. Sure. And then that, all that judgment comes in about, I'm just not right. So I just kind of dove into studies, which was fine. Cause that got me to medical school, <laughs> but I never really formed a really good relationship with food. It was a lot of mind chatter. I call it where, what do I eat today? I'm not sure what to eat today. Is this going to go right to my hips? And then a little bit of out of control eating where you, you know, have a piece of pie and then you have another piece or you have one brownie and then you have another brownie. And then afterwards, of course, your stomach hurts and you're like, why did I eat that? And oh, tomorrow I'm going to restrict my food again. So yeah. It's almost like I put myself on my own restrictive diet, which I think is just, it's so counterproductive and it's very unhealthy. Yeah, that's tough. You know, I was um, sharing with you earlier that I was online and there are a couple of um, both male and female runners who are talking about weigh-ins at their college, weekly weigh-ins for their running teams and doing some pushback, um, you know, and as to why, why do we have to have these weigh-ins and not really getting any answers yet, you know? Um, yeah. I don't know how widespread this issue was, but it could be. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's really not good for that woman who's developing themselves because, you know, I, for me, I tended to be trying to get approval from others was yeah. a big thing and people pleasing and being the perfectionist that I was. And so if I didn't weigh a certain weight, then I wouldn't get approval. And then I would just, I would not feel good about myself too. So there was a lot of underlying, you know, thoughts that really did not serve me. Yeah. And, wow. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it, and you, you know, it, you look back and you think, wow, I can't believe that happened. And I'm not sure if the scale was just all of it. I'm sure it wasn't. Um, but it was definitely, it was definitely a part of, um, the program that was, I, I, I didn't like, and I don't think it was healthy for anyone. Yeah. 
even if you think about how you have to have such high performance athletic performance you know in division one basketball and and they with this weighing thing they throw you into a, a pattern of not eating for optimal performance because that would exactly be, yeah good nutritional no regular meals I mean they provided regular meals for us but that yeah. didn't mean we had to eat them right and when when we decide when I decided that I was going to get weighed in well I was not going to eat and then of course you're not going to perform well you don't have the proper nutrition yeah um, to perform well and I'm sure it carried over uh, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I remember being that age and I it's hard to imagine you know with the insecurities I remember the insecurities and it's hard to imagine throwing a scale on on top of that <laughs> right it was hard enough as yourself if you put yourself on the scale what you thought about yourself when you yeah. let alone in front of somebody yeah that's it, it was pretty humiliating so then it's interesting though so as so then I you know I went to medical school and I and obviously I didn't have to get on the scale with anybody which was great yeah. <laughs> oh, good. But, but you know so there's that pattern and you have those like you have that habit brain that wants to go back to to previous habits and you're used to that so you so you tend to still restrict and I ate much better um because I was eating for myself but you still have that, that restrictive pattern and also some anxiety and worry about like what if I eat this what's going to happen like you think mm -hmm. it's going right to your hips, or you're going to get a belly, and it's just like it's a very, it's not a really healthy place to be because you spend so much time and energy in your brain about food that you could contribute to so many things, so many other ways, and mm -hmm. so so you know it did change. It got better through medical school, and then of course you have your kids, right? right. And the weight gain starts, and you're you start having the belly, and all the thoughts come up, and the uncomfortable feeling. Right. Yeah. So we've never been this weight before and you're way heavier than you ever were. And I remember somebody taking a picture of me and I said, throw that, <laughs> throw that out. <laughs> you know, we should be, we should really be as a, uh, as moms or as pregnant women, we should be excited about ourselves um, yeah. and not shaming ourselves about just the way we look because we have a belly. So right. there's a lot of shaming that goes on in guilt when it comes to, to pregnancy as well. And then you have to lose the weight afterwards. Right. 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 In yeah. a certain amount of time, people talk about, you know, how, how fast did you lose it? And yeah. 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 Well, definitely we, we put pressure on ourselves to, to, to be a certain weight in a certain time frame as a goal, because we think it's going to make us feel better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I didn't have that coaching back then. I, I now I would have said, well, I'm going to feel good now and lose my weight. Like right. I feel like myself and lose my weight at the same time. I don't have to not like myself until I lose the weight. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about how, um, getting coached, you know, helped change your relationship with food. So I think the first thing that was really, really good for me was, um, probably the, the, the thought awareness. Um, mm -hmm. so when you, when you get coached, you have to sort of write down a lot of your negative thinking like you don't really look at all the time. It kind of mm -hmm. darkens around in your brain, but you don't actually look at it. And when you see it on a piece of paper, how mean we are to ourselves and figuring out why, um, it really sort of makes you think about, okay, that's just a habit, an old habit from an old belief that I can probably, it's not serving me and I could probably change it. And so instead of like getting mad at myself for um, eating that extra cookie or walking in the kitchen and just grabbing something, which is not on my plan, 
I, I think, well, why did I do that? And so you sort of like, oh, because I thought that it didn't matter, or I thought that it was okay because it smelled so good. Like, so all these different thoughts come up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the thing that I think that, that helped me the most was uh, the, the scale. Um, so when you get coached, the scale becomes just a fact. It's just a mathematical problem. You put yourself on the scale, you look at a number and that number doesn't mean anything until you have a thought about it. Right. Yeah. So when you have a thought, my new thoughts are not like, oh my gosh, I'm so overweight. I'm not at my goal weight in X amount of time. My new thought is that's a number. And what do I need to do next? What can I learn from this number? It's just a number. So it's yeah. much, it's much healthier so that when I look at myself, I say, like, oh, I just, I just, I must've been off my protocol. Maybe I need to do something different today. So you learn something instead of just like saying really bad things about yourself to yourself. And I would offer that, um, just to people listening that we, that almost anyone who has a, a regular healthy weight as an adult woman has some sort of eating plan or protocol that they follow, whether it's, um, you know, feeling half their plate with veggies is their thing or having breakfast or not having breakfast or some, some sort of plan where they think about, um, you know, nourishing their body with healthy food and, um, and they kind of think about it, whether it's day, you know, the day before or weekly planning, or some people eat the same lunch every day. Um, you know, that, that, you know, I just bring that up for people who aren't, um, aware about food protocols. Yeah. The, the, when you have that intent, when you switch to more intentional, that's the planning part. And Mm so I think that's a lot, it allows you to get rid of that old habits and old beliefs. So you, you, you have that path that is so clear in your head where, where you're going to go. But when you have a plan and it's intentional that you have, you know, whatever it is, like you said, like I, I do three meals and I always have a snack. Um, I've sometimes done two meals. I didn't feel like it worked for me. I sometimes did intermittent fasting. It depends on how many hours, but when you have that plan ahead of time, it's so helpful to sort of stick to it. It's easier to stick to it. And then when you don't knowing you're not going to like, we're not going to be perfect on all our plans. We're human knowing that it's not time to judge myself that I did something wrong. There's nothing wrong that happened. We're just going to learn from this. And what was I feeling at the time? And that I, I like doing that the next day. I really, I look back and say, what did I do well in my eating plan yesterday? What didn't I do well that I can work on? Because it's very helpful to realize, because I know my witching hour, which we call, I call is my yeah. like emotional hour is like when right. I eat. So I come home from work and I know I am driving home. I'm in the car and I'm exhausted. And I'm like, here we go. I just know I want to eat something. I just know I want to eat something. And I know it's more, I'm just tired and I'm going to go to board a meeting. And I don't, I don't, that, I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to, I want to be able to eat when I, my dinner and the plan is. So I'll have a shower and then I'll sometimes just lie on the couch and watch the, watch some TV, get something to drink. Usually I, I can just allow water to suffice for the boredom for the boredom for the boredom boredom. yeah (laughs) it's amazing when you you know when you work hard all day you're a little dehydrated too like a glass of water it sounds silly because we're not uh, you know we're not trying to like fill our stomachs with water we're actually need some water right yes yes and I I probably need to drink more like I feel like I'm like I'm really thirsty at the end of the day and I I try to eat drink as much as I can throughout the day but yeah I, I definitely think at the end of the day there's some dehydration there 
Yeah. And that actually helps with cravings a little bit too. If you, you, if you have a craving for something, if you drink water, it actually decreases the craving. And if you just give yourself like 10 minutes, it, it, it sort of decreases the craving. I sometimes even think that our body is like, I'm a little dehydrated and our brain goes, let's have a snack. And that's yeah. not, you know what I mean? It's almost like there's like that funny little thing. My brain says that when I'm dehydrated and then I have to tell myself, actually, I think I'm just really thirsty. Yes. Uh, oh, absolutely. Working and <laughs> right. Right. Oh yeah. I'm thirsty. Let's have a snack. I love it. It's so true. And that's where my brain goes too. Especially mine's probably let's have chocolate. Like that's where my brain goes <laughs> And just one piece, one piece always turns into three pieces. Right. So right, right. And you're, still thirsty. you're still thirsty. <laughs> well, now I'll have my water. Let's put it in the wrong order. Right. Right. That's where the intentional planning helps, you know, so that you yeah. like, I think if I just said to myself and I put it in my, honestly, maybe I need to put more water on my plan as far as like after work, that's my rehydration time. Mm -hmm. Like that might even be helpful too, because yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Water is so key to weight loss. Um, and it's not to fill us up. It's, we really, it'll decrease the cravings and you, your, your body needs water. Yeah. And then you're less stressed. Your body's less stressed. So it mm -hmm. is happier to let go of pounds if you're on a weight loss journey and yeah for sure absolutely so one of the re another reason why Lyra is on the show today is she is going to be coaching with my weight loss program this winter which is super exciting and um Lara can you explain kind of what what's your favorite part about coaching about food and weight loss well I I love the uh the part of weight loss that I really love besides doing the protocols and the plans, um, I really love getting into the self-love part. I just think that as women, we don't give ourselves enough credit for who we are and how we can show up in the world. And weight is just a part of it. But when you sort of fix that mindset of weight and body image, it just spills over to your whole life and you love yourself even more. And you're, you'll put yourself out there to create even more in your life that you never knew you had because you had so much mind drama over food, what to eat, when to eat, why did I eat that much? All that mind chatter goes away. And it's amazing how life, you, how amazing how your life can be. Oh, so good. I love it. I totally love it. <laughs> Fun, right? Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for coming and sharing your story with us today. That's a, you know, not always an easy thing to share and, and I, but Really helpful, really helpful. Well, I hope it did help some people. I mean, that's our goal here is to, to help more women with their weight and their bodies and their love for themselves and their self-love and Definitely. showing themselves some kindness and being gentle with themselves. Well, I appreciate have, being here. It was great to see you. Um, and I can't wait to coach with you uh, in the winter. Yes, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, you take care, Heather. You too, bye-bye. Bye-bye.